Word up, sir. Word. It's the Dab Podcast, episode 71. Yeah. To all the killers and the hundred dollar billers. It's hello, hello, welcome in to the Dab Podcast on location, some hotel in somewhere in New Jersey. I, I got no idea, but I'm Andrew Ellen. Sitting across from me today, my partner, Mr. Anthony Rinaldi. Hey, Drew! You got me in some seedy-ass hotel here in South Jersey. Where the F are we? Where's the room service? Holler at your boy. Holler at your boy. Send a pin. Let us know when we can get the Chinese food, maybe. That'd be ideal. Listen, episode 71, Mr. Rinaldi. And by now, the people should know, but we'll remind them anyways that they should probably get us on Twitter and on Instagram. Social media. It's at Dab Podcast on both of them. You should know the website, but if you don't, it's dabpodcast.com. And of course, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We've got an exciting show for you today, uh, a special live in-house guest at some point tonight, so stay tuned for that. Maybe with an accent. That's kind of exciting. Awkward guy, third guy in the hotel awkward, room awkwardness going Awkward on. third guy hotel room Maybe he'll guy. jump on the podcast. Maybe. Maybe he jumps in. Maybe he doesn't. Who knows? We'll find out later. But that's not where we're starting. Because I am all sorts of fired up about what happened on the hardwood with the Raptors and Golden State Warriors in Game 5. Could the NBA ask for anything more right now? I mean, listen, they did, they did everything in their power for, you know, Toronto not to win that game. Even though, I don't think the, the, I mean, the refs didn't have anything to do with it. It was, it was, a, it was a hard-fought game back and forth. Um, I mean, it's kind of second, it's second fiddle to what happened, obviously. The, you know, the shot heard around the world, KD's calf rolling up in, the, in his leg, which is unfortunate for many. And I think that's the biggest story that comes out of it. Like, let's be serious, right? Like, that's the there, biggest. But there's so many angles to this story, Andrew. I mean, we could go basketball. You could go, who's at fault? Okay. We could go future. It, who's at fault, I think, is the first place you start. Because who's at fault leads to what happens next. And I do think that Kawhi Leonard now looks like a very smart man for what he did last year in San Antonio. I thought you were going to say Kawhi Leonard was at fault. It's like, what he do? He, no, you're right. And that, I mean, if this injury alone doesn't show every other athlete, like, not to force the issue, I don't know what does. But, again, it's kind of double-edged sword. Athletes want to play. So I wouldn't say that I would put the blame 50-50, 100% truth. And I respect KD for wanting to play. 100%. I, you got to give it to him. The guy's got the heart of a lion. He's a champion. You know, he heard, did you, maybe he heard too much chatter. That could be a little thing. You know, you know he's insecure, Andrew. You know, he, he reads the papers. He hears the noise. People talking about his legacy and the team can do it without him type thing. And look at him now, down three one. And but those doctors, man, how do you how do you think it's not going to get worse? How do you clear him? And that's why I said so. Now practice. Steve Kerr said that they told him that there's no chance the injury gets worse. Did they go to med school in the Caribbean? <laughs> like but, where did they get? It? Let's be real. And it bothers me because he's the probably the best player in the world. And if it's the best player in the world, I feel like you would take extra precaution. And I get it. 
I get the want for the championship, but don't you have to protect the player? And also, isn't it part of your job to protect the player from himself? And I think in that situation, and and I do agree with you, Kevin Durant does deserve some of the blame because he agreed to play. And that's one thing that Kawhi Leonard did differently on the Spurs. He was cleared by the doctors and said, I don't feel right. I don't want to play. Right? So kudos again to KD for even if he didn't feel right, still going in the game. But it shouldn't have gotten there because I don't think he should have even been cleared. Because if that thing was able to roll up that easily on a move like that, then maybe it should have been cleared. But... Take it a step further. I put a lot of blame on Steve Kerr, too. A lot of minutes consecutive. What are you doing, man? You go up 10-2, take him out of the game. Right away. Where's the load management? What are you doing? How do you play him 9-38 out of the first 12 minutes of the game? That's ridiculous. You have to be smarter than that. The man hasn't played because the way the NBA works... And it was was like nine games he didn't play, but it was over the course of 33 days or something like that. He didn't play in, in 33 days. You're going to play him for 85% of the minutes? What back, are you doing? Back's against the wall, man. Last I can't, can't afford to lose but it, I guess. come on. Somebody. Well, you saw the lift he brought that team, though. So I get it. That juice was flowing. I... But here's my argument. He, he brought you that lift, and then you could have load management him because... They were up 10 2 early. So you say to yourself, hey. There's a lot of basketball. You saw, I mean, it's the NBA. Runs, teams can be down 15. You know, they they score five threes, you're right back in the game. It's crazy. But it's not necessarily about that in that moment, though, because it's the injury. He's coming off an Achilles and a calf or whatever. What did it happen? Second quarter sometime, right? The early second quarter, two minutes in. Right. Again, well, I mean, he should have been sitting then, but. Yes, that's my point. There's so many more. I'm just labeling one opportunity. I I think Steve Kerr, obviously, in the back of his head, he goes, A, it can't get worse. B, Kevin Durant told me he's good to go. You know, he wants to play. I don't know, man. There's a lot of blame to go around everybody from from the head down, from the organization, and everything. So, what's the ramifications? For what? For KD or yeah, for, for KD, he's gonna sign a max contract with New York Knicks, baby. No way, hundred percent. Why not? I still think he's going with the Nets, but I've said that for a while. And, and you, I've said and, that for and, a while. And you are on something crazy. And no, you need I'm to, not. Maybe you need to but share, but I mean, we might have goodness. Corona. Like, but I'm just saying he ain't going to. He already said they're if, making moves. It doesn't he doesn't care. He said he I'm, said he's going to the Knicks. If you go to any New York team, it's gonna be the Knicks. Who he did he say that to? You, so you? me, the dad. He called the dad podcast. Yeah, you didn't hear? He's, no, going, that was he's on buddies with Chevrolet. <laughs> Chevrolet had season tickets to Oklahoma. Uh, you know, in between the NASCAR events, they he, were he catching in the KD lo- and Russell Westbrook game. They were getting ready for Oka. Got it. So that makes sense. No, he didn't go. Brooklyn so second class to. It doesn't matter. I don't care how good Brooklyn gets, and Brooklyn's in a way better state. So than my you team. still think he's going to the Knicks? Brooklyn's a better organization. I'll say it right now than, than my Knicks. They have a better path. They have a better stockade of players, but. It's Brooklyn. It's little brother. No one cares about Brooklyn. All right. Let's be real. No offense. No one even cares about Brooklyn. It's like so, hockey. Nobody cares about hockey. So no one cares about Brooklyn basketball. You fully believe. Knicks have been a dumpster fire the last 25 years. They're still talked about. No matter what, you think that this is going to end up KD in New York. Two places KD's going to end up. Either New York or he's going to stay with the, Clip- uh, stay with the Clippers. He'll stay with Golden State. You don't think, he, you don't think anybody else no. is in the mix? No one else. I also heard something that Kawhi would be sitting down with the Knicks. Oh, my goodness. My don't tickle me like that, Andrew. I would love Kawhi Leonard. I don't think that ever happens. I don't. Yeah, New York's a lot for him. He's a weird dude. We'll get back to KD. If uh, Toronto wins the title, does that make Kawhi want to stay there? I don't think so. I so think it doesn't he, change anything. I think he's really had his heart set on playing and you know, going back home. I'm going home. What's that song? Which is L.A. Right, Clippers. He ain't going anywhere near LeBron. 
You know what I mean? He didn't want to sniff the lick. In that, theory, that, that, that pile of hamster dump. Yeah, and I agree with you, but I can't necessarily agree with you because by saying he's not going anywhere near LeBron, then he wouldn't go to the Clippers who play in the same building. All right, you, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. just, you see what I have to work with here? <laughs> Kyle, come on. What? I mean, that's, that's honest. That's, you're, that's you're, fair. You're honest Abe over here. I think if they win the title, it makes it way more intriguing to stay. And that's a whole country. That's what you got to remember. I get it. It's Canada. The I, I get the whole thing, but he's got a whole country that loves him, adores him. He's changing not just a franchise, but a country's history. This is a country that hasn't had a championship in a professional sport in the four major professional sports, not counting the CFL, since 1993. 1993, their hockey team, which is their pride and joy, hasn't won a title since they were original six teams in, like, the 70s. Do you know the last time my New York Knicks won a damn championship? Uh, I get it. I've won a lot with the Giants and Knicks uh, and, and the Yankees. I get it. What? <laughs> yeah, my Knicks are screwed Toronto and Canada. It's like the Canada's like a really good loft. But he ain't going above there. a good party, all right? Canada sucks. But if they besides win the there, healthcare, that sucks too. Who cares that it's free? But he, but if they good win luck it. getting a doctor, you'll be waiting for hours. <laughs> but if they win it there, and he is literally, if Nick Nurse doesn't call a timeout, the Toronto Raptors are what world is he doing? <laughs> do you realize so, that? What a bum! What do, a, do you, he's coached so well, though. I hate that. He just got he just he just got caught up in the moment. Do this you, is the problem with that with the team. They're they're not do you they're not ready for the limelight. Do you realize that? Three oh five left. You just got the rebound. You're up six. What are you doing? Kawhi just scored eight straight points. He was doing whatever he wanted. Just give him the basketball. With KD's hold on, let's go. On. We KD, needed a break. Yeah, what are we right. doing? Why? Load management on Kawhi. Dude, I threw my. I what's was, what's uh, that injury like? I mean, he's playing hurt supposedly. So what do you think he's going through? KD. No, Kawhi. He's been playing with his bum quad or something. You know what? And it's a good point because he's on he's on world. We're talking about what he did. He's the best. I don't care what you say. Even Katie's. I mean, even Katie's out there. Kawhi through his playoff. I mean, he's carried Toronto. Is he making himself an argument to be in that top three player in the world? I I 100. I have no problem putting him in the top three. Would you make your top three LeBron, KD, Kawhi? In that order? Yes. No. Really? Maybe. Perhaps. Maybe that's a poll. Run it up the poll, Andrew. I think I'll run it up the Twitter poll, but I, I think personally I would go LeBron, Kawhi, I, LeBron, KD, Kawhi. See, I just think one Kawhi year is, not good LeBron look, 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 is not fair to take away that type, that that thought of him being the best in the world because what he's done over his career, it's unmatched. And it hasn't, it really is unmatched. I just hate giving LeBron props. I agree, right. but I'm not wrong. No, you can't now, if KD had come back, stayed healthy, and then they came back from 3-1, I think he then... Oh, his legacy is right now, 100%. 100%. That's why he also came back. He wanted to push that envelope. But if Kawhi wins in Toronto, he guarantees himself, I think, he'll put himself in that argument. And I think he then can literally choose whoever the hell he wants to play for next year. I think if he called the Memphis Grizzlies and said, hey, listen, I, just re- I love Memphis. I've always wanted to live there. I want to play there for the next eight years of my career. They would do whatever they could to pay him a max deal and get him there. That's how good he is. I mean, top top player. I mean, just watching him on, dominates, takes over games. Like it's unstoppable. I think he travels a lot. He gets away with a lot of steps. I don't know how he does it. That the pump fake. He hangs in the air. The dude. I mean, he he, he, well, he his his winning percentage is, is, is top of the top of the game. Top of the game. You know, playing for San Antonio obviously helps. Why wouldn't yeah. you stay in the East though? 
I, I for some Why reason for some reason to, to me West? he is such a homer. He just wants to be home. He wants to home cooking. Is that just because he doesn't talk? I think so. Uh, that's why I can see him. If I know they said he's he's in on the Knicks, but I can see him sneaking away to Brooklyn. That'd be a sneaky pick. I think it's out of respect that he would talk to teams like the Knicks or the Lakers or maybe like the Bulls. You know what I'm saying? Like teams that have stay in the East. Kawhi, come to the Knicks with KD. He's gonna sit a year. <laughs> those are two max guys. Get those two. Ooh. Yeah, but if KD comes to the Knicks, you're gonna be stuck with Kyrie Irving because that's all. No, he's going to Brooklyn. He's hundred percent going to Brooklyn. No way. Yeah. So you, I can see Kemba. No. Get, Kemba now. I like Kemba. I'm a fan of Kemba. I, do you really think Kyrie goes to Brooklyn? I think so. Who the hell is he going to Brooklyn with? Himself. Anthony Davis? Tobias Harris. I don't know. Man. Maybe that's AD the wants, trade. AD's only going to the Lakers or Knicks. Those are the only two teams he wants to go to. I hope it's the Lakers. I, I, I don't want him that. If, I'm, if I'm the Knickerbockers fan. He's, I mean, he's, he's 25 and 12. Easy. I, I, I get that he's 25 and 12. But if you get him first, then you, then you attract a KD or a Kawhi. Or a, I, here, but here's what I don't want him if I'm, I'm a Knicks fan. Because I have to trade for him. So I'm going to have to get rid of Mitchell or Trier or Knox or one of these young players or multiple of those young players. Do you hear this guy? <laughs> this guy would not trade Alonzo Trier or Mitchell Robinson for Anthony Davis. Are you kidding? A perennial all-star. He's basically a superstar in his league. And he, he, Alonzo Trier and Mitchell Robinson are holding. Yeah, the potential for Mitchell Robinson, sure. His ceiling is high, but he, you, would, you would hope that he would sniff AD can, right now, bro. You're crazy. My point? Can I finish my point? No, of course not. For a guy that I have to then have to sign after I trade all of those pieces for him. So I'm going to trade those pieces, get AD for a year. It's not going to be guaranteed that he's going to no, stay No, you here. guarantee that beforehand. You, that, that's a but handshake okay, deal. You're staying. Then I'm listen, sign you're signing a long-term who's deal. Who's playing with him? Whoever, I mean. Did you just create the New Orleans Pelicans of the East in New York? Bring in Boogie Cousins. He's a free agent. I, listen, maybe, maybe, maybe KD wants to play with AD. And he, he says, you say, AD, AD. We're going to suck again, work with R.J. Barrett, work with other players. KD's on the mend. Next, you know, How do you not know R.J. Barrett doesn't get traded in the deal for A.D.? And go back and play with Zion. Okay, I guess you're right. 100%. My fault. That's 100%. I have to go back. I, listen, I give up, give up on a heartbeat. It's, it's, it, the Knicks are in a precarement, right? A, a, I just precarement? That, What's that word? It's the wrong word. Predicament. There because you go. Walking, you said there would be no English. Hooked on phonics <laughs> work for me. <laughs> You know, do you go to the? I think they still gotta, still gotta get just offer Katie the four year max. You, just, you gotta do. It. You can't pass up on. Oh, on I the, agree, hundred percent. And if if he honestly says, you know what, I'm gonna stay. Golden State offered me the five year max because they'll they'll they'll, they'll rip up this contract, even if, which I think they should do, because they I mean keep if you could keep that team together, obviously he's gonna be he's gonna be out next year, but you still have Clay, you work it out with Steph and 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 uh, Draymond, and he's still have a super team, and who knows, maybe he comes back in March or April. Maybe he's got a speedy recovery. Who the hell knows? Maybe he's Adrian Peterson. But, I mean, you either go KD or you just you, you knock it down, you suck for five years, and you just keep drafting. Can you I do it like Golden State, and you start drafting well. You draft a Steph Curry. You draft a Draymond late in the second round. You draft a Klay Thompson late in the first round. I agree. You find you. these gems. You're Mitchell Robinson's. You know, you hope you turn the second round into a beast. But I And I think that you have the front office staff that is doing that now. Right. Finally. But that's my point as to why would I want to trade for AD when I would now lose all of that work. We're finally saying because we're getting Because you know you have AD and KD together. You're only doing it because people are talking to come together. You're, only right. br- you're bringing two superstars. You so don't just bring an AD by himself. And I need KD before I get AD because I have to guarantee myself that I have one. Right. I because think- what if I bring AD... Trade him here, get him here, and KD doesn't sign. 
Well, no, I, again, those two have to work it out together, and one of them signs first. Or so, I don't know how it's going to work you out. You know what I do if I'm Kevin Durant? What do you do? I sign my player option in gold. No, no. Oh, listen to this. Listen. No, no. Can, can, stop. can I finish? No. Can I finish? No. If my I have one half of the, t- the air time here. <laughs> and no, you cannot finish. Don LaGreca, can I finish? 70%. <laughs> if, if, if my Achilles is torn and I'm out for the entire year next year, I'm going to collect $35 million. 31.5. Probably winning a title without doing anything. Collect 35, one point whatever million dollars. Come on, get Collect it. it. Then be a free agent and sign a max deal. Who's n- what? No, because people are gonna be we- leery of that. You, they, haven't seen, they haven't seen you play in a year. He's gonna go. So, he's got to go into this free agency it, with it, a max contract. It's gonna be the same thing if I'm with the Knicks. They haven't seen me play for a year. They're gonna be weary. But now I'm already on the Knicks. What happens if you start seeing him play when he comes back and he and as he's coming back he has a setback and now he's not on the Knicks. He's not signed and then you find out you shouldn't sign. You no, KD is a smart businessman. He he wants that max two hundred some million up front. He wants like you pay me now, bitch. You know, he's not – he's securing the bag, Andrew. He's not waiting because right. he doesn't know. Just put it in the bag. Because some team may give it like, all right, we're going to give you a one-and-one. One. We'll see how you play this year after coming off the injury. No, no. He, he, he's going to either – Golden State's going to rip up the last year and give him the five-year because they, they have the bird rights, whatever that dumb rule is. Yeah, they have or the, the Knicks, they have the or opportunity. the Knicks, the Clippers, or the Nets will have a four-year max. So Why is the max only four years? Uh, I guess it's a way to keep the people – Superstars, I guess, moving or not too many guys can. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's, I don't get it either. But I guess that's like the number. I think like you don't want to go past four years as a player. I think it's more on the player side because you you want to try to make ma- you know max contracts I guess twice, theoretically because you want to get one in your prime at like twenty eight okay. and try to get another one at thirty two. That makes sense. Uh, that's like kind of what KD is doing exactly. right now. But then LeBron kind of changed that. Because when LeBron started signing that like one year, one two one. year, yeah, yeah. one and one deal with yeah, KD, followed the same suit, right? Yep, one hundred percent. Which is crazy. I hate how much power the players have in the NBA. You know, that's what draws a lot of people to not like the NBA. But also draws eyeballs to the NBA. It's true. I, I bet those numbers are, were astronomical for Game Five. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that? So you agree that the selfishness, in a way, and I don't mean that in a bad way, of the players where they run the league. It's good for the sport because the jersey sales and the, the kids love the single player and that face and blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, I feel like it draws people away from the sport because so many people want and love the team aspect of things. Loving the uniform, not just the player and blah, 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 blah. And it's like one of those things where it's like, can you believe that these athletes are on boats together hanging out with each other? And it's not like when it was the Lakers and the Celtics and they hated each other. You know, I just, it, it's interesting. It's a different time, man. Different, yes. different The player, you got you to gotta acquiesce to the player. You know, they run the league. Like you said, they run the league. And, you know, the be, all the best friends happen to be some of the best players in the league. So they're going to kind of control where they want to go. And listen, the, the Knicks have been a dumpster fire the last 25 years. They're worth $5.something billion. It's absurd. People still fill that arena to watch a 17-win team. So owners are, print, are printing money hand over fist. So the players just want to get some. And if, like I said, KD, he's a businessman. His 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 agent knows the deal. They're gonna they're gonna opt out. If if Golden State won't offer that max deal, they'll take it elsewhere. Yeah, you know you have to. You know, t- KD, come to New York. We have the best doctors in the world. We have the, the hospital for special surgeries right here in Manhattan. Let's do it. We'll take care of you. We'll rehab you. You watch us build another year. Watch the draft picks. You see what you want. We know we'll, we'll bring another piece. 
That's the other. That's that's the hard part. I think it's the easy part is selling KD. The hard part is selling another superstar. Coming, they got to play by themselves for a year. Well, why all of a sudden now is Kyrie so off the table? Just because someone said he's linked with the Nets? I think so. That's I, it. But that's I, the only reason why. I would love to have him on the Knicks because. But again, no, knowing my franchise's luck, he'll blow his knee out game four. Sure. So I don't know if I want Kyrie. I'm still in on Kemba. Kemba's obviously the younger talent, the less. But I mean, if KD wants Kyrie, it's simple. But I think I think Kyrie's really got his bug about going to Brooklyn. I don't know. We'll see. You know what else we're gonna see? A live sit-in for our fan voicemail of the week. Let's go, Knickerbockers! Come on. I guess it's like a van, fan live mail. But before we do any of that, we remind you, of course, that this fan live mail, I guess, as I'm naming it is sponsored by Digme Nation. Head over to digmenation.com, use the promo code DIGTHEDAB, D-A-A-B, and receive 30% off your next purchase. That's digmenation.com, promo code DIGTHEDAB. I mean, go get your lids, go get your t-shirts, looking good down the beach, down the shore, whatever it is. Get yourself 30% off. Digmenation.com, DIGTHEDAB, D-A-A-B. All right, we're super pumped about this fan live mail because Kyle Ward, Coach Kyle Ward, sitting in hotel studio with us tonight, and Kyle wanted to call in and leave us a voicemail on anchor.fm, but because of our ability to be together, he's now sitting in. Kyle, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. We're super excited to have you, so. Hold on. He sounds an awful lot like our guest caller, Chev Rolay, with that accent. From down south, brother. Where are you from? Me, myself, I am from South Carolina originally. Grew up on the coast. There you go. Love it. Love a little south and a little north. I thought you were going to say he was Chevrolet. <laughs> no, no. Listen, Chevrolet is special. There's, yeah, there's only your, one. There's only one Chevrolet. All right, Kyle. So what brings you to the live mail? What is your fan live mail? All right. My question is, and I ask my guys this all the time, what athlete in our, gener- in our generation has dominated their sport and changed it. Uh, I get, Go ahead. I get a lot of different answers, and uh, in my personal opinion, there's only two, but I just wanted to hear what y'all's opinion are. So what athlete in has, our generation... In our, within our generation has dominated their sport and changed it. Before we get to that, let's just... Tell the folks who you coach, what age group, so we kind of, and what kind of answers do you get? Okay, uh, yeah, I'm the pitching coach at uh, UNC Asheville. All right, so you get the the college college kids, 18 to like 21. So who do they say? Like, what are their, like, real quick, like, if you, like, you have like a. Before they even think about it, you get Tom Brady. Right. TV. You get uh, some Tiger Woods. But did he change his, okay, wait, keep going. Um, You (laughs) get some, uh, some LeBron James and Michael Jordan. Okay. Um,. You don't really get much baseball. Yeah, because no one's really changing the sport of baseball. And you're, I don't think you're going... Mike be- Trout because the best player just, plays at 10 o'clock at night on the East Coast. That's a, but, and B, but he's just playing the game really well. I said Barry Bonds was the last person to do that. That's true. Because then before that, Cheater, it was Sosa right. and McGuire. Cheaters. I mean, the dude was getting intentionally well. Listen, bases loaded. Uh, th- you can't call someone a cheater when Major League Baseball is applying them to steroids and he never got caught. Never got sure caught. That's a whole other podcast. Sure yes. you call it cheating. All right. So Michael Jordan is the most, I think, the one that I would agree with the most from what I heard out of his players. I like that one. That was my. That's my kind of go-to just because he ruined my childhood. All right. Before I, want, I get yours, Mr. Rinaldi, I want yours, Mr. Ward. 
Mine is someone who I think gets very undermined, and that's Serena Williams. Really? Yes. Oh, no. I agree. I agree. She has dominated women's tennis for the last 20 years. She won a major, correct? Pregnant? Yes. Which major was that? The French Open? One of them. Wimbledon? One of the French Open? The British Open? And she's legitimately dominated. Mr. Coach Ward, you watch a lot of women's tennis? You, are you up on the women's tennis? <laughs> you know, every day in college we had to walk by the, the tennis courts to get to practice. So <laughs> You were just looking at the, the girls in the nice skirts. You, Maria Sharapova, huge fan. You huge hear fan. them before you see them. That's right, that's right. Serena Williams, that's an interesting pick. I, I wouldn't have went that and way. And I think just because, in my opinion, the next tw- 30 years are going to be changed. Yeah. Every every girl in that sport now has, if you watch Center growing up, for, at least for us, you saw them change. Yeah, and, and she affected the sport. The other one is Tiger Woods. That's yeah. I mean, he's he changed. I agree the too because and we're talking about not just the United States of America because in both those sports we're talking about the world. Talking about also individual sports, right? It's tough True. for a team. Yes. Foop, like football. I mean, Tom Brady, the young kid, said, but I don't think I don't agree because he didn't change the right. generation. He won the most in the generation. Fantastic. I would. He's say, also fantastic at cheating. But talking about True, thanks to his head coach. I would also say Himself in too, team sport, balls. talking about changing in, in a generation is Steph Curry. Jeff, Steph Curry, with his ability to shoot the basketball from deep, has changed the game of basketball while also, to your, to your question, dominating the sport. Because he's got two MVPs. Listen, I, I love Chef I love yes. Curry. I got his, got his T-shirt jersey. Kids got his shoes. It's fantastic. Chef Curry with the pop boy. But I'll one-up you. How about women's soccer? What, what they're doing trying to... They make headlines for dominating. They make headlines for wanting equal pay for the men. But it's one specific athlete. It's not a team of athletes. And I'll just say this is the women's soccer team the most dominant sport in the, the U.S. No, but it's, it's, it's women's yes. tennis. Yes. Most dominant sports team in the U.S. Oh, yeah, hands down. That or men's basketball on the U.S. side. Yeah. Coach K teams. Nobody else. Yeah, I would say that. But back to the original question, mm-hmm. I think I would make mine Steph Curry. Because if the question is what athlete has dominated their sport in our generation and changed while it. changing it, Steph Curry has dominated our sport in our generation while changing it. Correct? Yes. Changed the way people guard a shooter. I mean, people are pulling up from 38, 38 feet in the parking lot. Buckets. It's either Steph Curry for me or Tiger Woods. I'm still going to go MJ. Really? Just because for my love of basketball, watching him destroy my, feet, my hopes and dreams of the Knicks. And then just to, to see it now, at, you know, to watch him, the only black owner, obviously, right now in the NBA. Uh, it was in movies. Would you include his, like, clothing line and his shoes and stuff like, oh, in listen, that turn of change of generation? Well, exactly. I, I dress my kid around his, his jump man shoes. <laughs> He's got four or five different colors. The color match, he had the jumpsuits, oh the match of shoes. And his cousin ain't, isn't any different. <laughs> no, who do you think? I got those hand-me-downs. Come on, this is perfect. I'm, that's why I, I made sure my brother had a kid before me. Genius. So I got all, I got, you know, nailed my it. son, boy, Nico, boy, gets all dominant. Girl, 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 that's right. Nailed it. <laughs> But then he went and had another girl, so now he screwed it up. So he, he kept all his girl stuff. It's funny. But you get the but which is where I'm jealous, and I think Kyle would agree with me here, because you had the benefit of seeing more of MJ's prime than we did, because I was born in nineteen ninety. 
So when I was finally cognitive enough, cognitive enough to, to recognize what I was watching, I, I, it was probably towards the tail end of Jordan's career where you got to watch the dead middle of his greatness. When I remember Jordan, I remember Jordan as a wizard. Wow. Right. That puts things into perspective, though, if you think about it. So that really kind of defines a person's generation, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, we can have this conversation. In space in, true. Damn good movie. Great, damn good movie. LeBron's going to ruin it. Yeah, you know, maybe MJ no is the number one. No one to work one. with him, right? The, 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 the sequel's never good. I think of your generation, Anthony, it's MJ. I think of mine and Kyle's generation, if we're talking basketball specifically, right. I think it's Steph. 100%. There's been nobody else like Stephen Curry. Yeah. You could put Kobe, KD Kobe, there. Kobe just was a, the same thing as MJ. But he outworked everybody. That's what yeah. made Kobe different. I mean, Kobe was just, I think, very similar to MJ, the way he played the game. Speaking of Kobe, Kyle and I went back and looked at when Kobe tore his Achilles. Because I was listening to Peter Rosenberg on the radio, and he was talking about how when he learned about when you tear your Achilles, it's what people liken to getting shot. So when that's what doctors say, because that's how bad it hurts, because your Achilles snaps and then rolls up in your leg. Yeah. They said it feels like you're on fire, and then it lights your leg on fire. If you watch Katie's reaction, I said to Kyle, as Peter Rosenberg said, it doesn't look like that. He just is kind of like stone cold, right? Well, then we went back and watched Kobe Bryant tear his Achilles against, coincidentally enough, the Golden State Warriors in 2013. Stone cold. Made both free throws. They made both free throws. After a timeout. Kobe's, Kobe's a bad man. After a timeout. Wow, well, remember, remember the flinch? When, uh, yep. what his name? Was it Ron Artest? No, no, Barnes. Trying to tear, inbound yeah, yeah. it. Matt Barnes. Matt Do it right in his face. Kobe didn't even move. Yeah. Kobe's a that Mamba, is, man. That's Mamba mentality. It's true, though. Um, no, it's tough. I, that's a tough injury. Just a, I, I obviously I've never been shot. But I never, I never awesome. tore an Achilles. Knock on wood. I don't want either. Yeah, right. Um, so, by the way, real quick side note. Speaking of being shot, just a well wishes to David Ortiz. If you don't know what's going on, that's just terrible. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think it's just awesome though that people did shoot him. They chased him down and beat the crap. Beat out the crap of him. out of him. That's 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 how much he's respected. I mean, he gives a lot of money to kids in the Dominican Republic. That's a guy that does not deserve that. Well, now, I don't know what he's doing right, down there. But right. Sometimes. Well, I don't know. Dave was crazy. Team, but at the same time, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like, I mean, listen, what he's well wishes. Well wishes, Big Poppy. Uh, universally loved by everybody. Obviously, I don't care for him as a Yankee fan. I respect his, his baseball mentality. You know, he did wonders for the, 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 the union of Boston up there. But, also uh, changed the generation. I mean, just. Uh, imagine what would have happened if he would have like died, like if he didn't yeah. make it, like that. That was a legit stone cold hit, like, shot from behind. No robbery, nothing. Like yeah, like the dude walked up to him, straight up, like like in Bronxdale. Yeah, like just walked up to the dude, just put a gun to. I mean, Isn't that a, scary? Horrible shot. The if, Red I mean, Sox flew him out of there. Aim for his head first yeah, off. In Boston, that's right. Yeah, the Red Sox flew him out of there. With, they came with, on their plane. Right, that, and that's an unreal again because the doctors are both and they saved his life over there. So that's a great point though, because if you think about it, like there are people in the world that like think that that's like. That's the move. He's like, one of the most famous people in that country. And that man woke up and was like, I got to shoot him in the back. So, honestly, and you might have made this point before we started recording tonight, and I think you're right about this. You don't know what's going on. Because there's, I don't know if there's not a motive there for somebody to go and do that. I mean, so, but either way, I love him. I loved watching him over the course of his career. And talk about a guy that might have changed, and, and, and hear my point out here. 
the DH position, what I mean by that is no one respected Edgar Martinez, and they haven't put him in the Hall of Fame yet because they don't respect the DH position. Well, I think Big Poppy helped change that narrative, which I think over the course of time is going to change our thoughts on getting Edgar Martinez in, David Ortiz, and guys that end up having careers like that. He might not be a transcendent athlete in the terms of a Michael Jordan or a Steph Curry or a great like that, but he, I think, did help change he some type the position. of position. 100%. And it might, down the line, change our perspective on those players. Another cheater, David Ortiz. Cheater. <laughs> Why? <laughs> He's on the Mitchell Report. Who knows? No, it was big pop. Like I said, he changed, it, changed the DH. Or actually, he didn't change it. He, he added to it. You know, Edgar Martinez, you said, started it. He was kind of the revolution. And you see just a power hitter. That's his only role is to just hit baseballs out of the ballpark. And he did it damn well. He did do it damn well, and it was pretty impressive. By the way, did you see the uh, great question, Kyle, by the way? Mm-hmm. Worthy of a live fan mail read. Yeah, worthy of a live fan mail read. We really appreciate you joining us. I mean, it was worth the 11-hour drive. It was. 11 hours. Wow. Can you explain to the people why you're here and, and what your trip is consisting of? Because And it's not because you're coming to that, that live that, that podcast? But real quick, before you go, mm-hmm. and you referenced this before, I ranted and raved on what was previously called the Friday Dab about Division I college baseball not accepting a third assistant full-time paid coach for baseball and softball. And now when Kyle explains to everybody what he's doing this week alone, let alone what he does throughout the course of the year recruiting, you're going to understand why people are ranting and raving about any assistants not being paid full-time in college athletics. Yeah, so exactly, uh, at least for us, I mean, this is the heart of recruiting season, and we're a school in North Carolina, and we're probably in the bottom. There are, I think, 15 to 16 Division One baseball, Division One baseball programs in the state of North Carolina, and for us, we are not going to get the top-tier talent, so we are up here in New Jersey for the next, I think, next week or so, at least our program is, and then I'm here for three three days and then hopping in a car and driving straight to Atlanta and going to be there for two or three days and then going to go back home and there's luckily a local event that's going on I think for the next five days so go see all that and then going to be in Atlanta for the next two to three weeks and then that kind of really wraps up our recruiting for the most part but yeah it's a lot it's a lot more travel a lot more road time and that third assistant would have been I mean, at least for me, so technically I am the second assistant, and for us, we have a volunteer situation just because where we are, we're not a Power 5 school. I mean, those guys... Changed everything. Yeah, I mean, those guys, volunteers, can make up to six figures. And that's because they do camps and they... Oh, yeah, you're running a multi-million dollar operation. Yeah, and you're like the operations guy behind the scenes. Now, during the year, how much recruiting do you do? Um, So during the midweek, our... A recruiting coordinator probably was missed, I would say, more than half wow. of our midweek games. Wow. And you played sixty game schedule. Yeah, um, I was, uh, and there was a if there we didn't have a game, I was the only one on the road, and that's anywhere from a Monday to a Wednesday, now possibly do you, Thursday. Do you think that's the same in the Power Five conferences at the Division One level? Yes, but I think they're they are two years ahead of us, or a year ahead of us. Wow. So if you're recruiting, we're them, we're, we're, we're finishing school. up the 2020 class, and then I mean those guys are probably wrapping up their 2021s, That's going to see 2022s. Those are freshmen and sophomore in high schools. Kids aren't even developed yet. Like, Think about that. Kids can grow yet. Now, yeah, I, but yeah, but they're getting offered money. 
Now, I asked this question to Rob DeToma, who's the associate head coach and recruiting coordinator at Fordham University. Shout out, A-10 champs. Yep, absolutely. Respect. Okay, yes. love those guys. Who's at their camp this weekend. Okay. I'm going to pose this question to you as a guy that goes on the road and recruits. How do you determine projectability? Because I think, and you just saw the draft happen, it's so often that we're wrong on projectability, but yet most, if not all, of the recruiting job is based upon projectability. And I would say 80% of us are going to be wrong more than we're right. That's crazy. You know, the select few are the ones who look at them, the, the four states, those guys. But also they're bringing in a lot of kids, and there's only a 35-man roster. That's true. And so you're fighting for 35 spots. Here, we're trying to we're trying to get 35 <laughs> spots. You are, yeah, right. <laughs> Listen, think about it. Three for ten gets you in the Hall of Fame. It's true. 300 gets you in the Hall of Fame. It's yeah. true. In this game, the odds, the probability aren't high. I mean, we so do our homework. Work. That's it. We do our homework. I mean, for us, a pitcher we're trying to see three times. At least a uh, position guy, twelve at bats, two to three, two to three eyes on him minimum. Don't two. give away all your secrets, coach. We yeah. are global. We're worldwide. I mean, I think that it's good podcast. For the kids to hear. Yeah, it is. And if you think about it too, it's crazy because that's that's over. That's three games. Yeah, yeah. Like you're you're, hang, you're hanging out in the dirty jerseys, and that's one kid. Like if you want to see one shortstop, you're talking about three games of one shortstop. And if you're talking about building a 35-man roster, and I, I'm due too, I hold the recruiting coordinator title, mm-hmm. but I'm talking, I'm a Division three program. So for me, I can only recruit kids that are going to be rising into their senior year because I can't offer them athletic money. So they're going to want the Division one. they're going to want the Division two first. Mm-hmm. Then it's going to trickle down to me. And I'm sure you're not the only scout in attendance watching the same shortstop. No, but I love the games that I am. That's true. Yeah, that's, the guy, <laughs> that's when you find your gems. Oh, yeah. You're the only guy there. Now let me ask. First to contact. Now, I'll be with you for a little bit before mm-hmm. I go to my own recruiting event. Wednesday, Thursday, what do you got in the state of New Jersey? Uh, going to watch the underclass games at Diamond Nation tomorrow night. Uh, the top rising underclassmen in the state going at it, competing, showcasing their talents. And then on Thursday, I am doing a camp at Diamond Nation for the lead up to, the, I believe, their 17 select 17U Select Tournament come up here. Wow, that's super exciting. Yeah. That, Anthony, is the hotbed for recruiting college baseball. That's what, yeah, it's one of the central locations in the Northeast. It's a five-field comp turf complex. When you're a coach, you go, you sign in, they give you a booklet. I'm talking like a 100-page booklet of teams. Mm-hmm. There's probably 100 teams in the tournament. They give you food the whole day, and you just walk around the five fields and recruit baseball players the whole for, try, try to find shade. For four days and don't get burned. It's mind-blowing. Listen, I'm, I'm going to keep your contact info. My son's two years old. Once he gets up lefty to... Lefty or righty? I, I'm, I tie his right hand behind his back. I'm My forcing man. him to be a lefty. There you go. Lefty with a pulse. He's, he's a lefty himself. Beautiful. That's why he's a little strange. Left-handers. We'll keep him on the dad podcast. Yeah, we Roll like dicks. You got to come back. Hey, weekly listener, man. Yeah. We we appreciate listener. the listen. We Better be a five-star it. Raider, too. Listen, Mr. Ward, before you go, is there anything you want to let the dad podcast community know? No, just uh, subscribe. Well, listen, we're going to talk baseball. You're more than welcome to stay. Hey, by all means, I'll, I'll, I'll chirp in here and there. All right, well, then we'll be right back. His, sh- his shrimp lo mein's getting cold. A little shrimp lo mein. That it is. All right, Mr. Rinaldi. That was, that was super fun. We have to have Mr. Ward back on the podcast. He, uh, only when he's recruiting up here, because he, he, he ain't driving 11 hours just to come talk to our knucklehead ass. Yeah, no, we could, I guess he could just call in at that point, right? That's where... 
You know what he would do, Mr. Rinaldi? You know what he would do if he doesn't want to drive 11 hours to talk to us? What could he do? He could go to anchor.fm, and then he could just go follow the DAB podcast, and then easily, easily send in a one-minute voicemail, and then get his voice heard on the DAB podcast. So he doesn't have to spend the gas mileage, doesn't have to worry about writing the expense report, doesn't have to do any of that stuff, because you can just send us a voicemail on anchor.fm, or he could download the app on iTunes, the iPhone, whatever the whatever the f you people use, I don't know. I got a Samsung. It's called, just, it's called iOS. Oh, sure. iOS platform, Andrew, get it right. I do Google Play. Either one, just go find the Anchor app. It's a little purple little app. Looks like a little volume button on it. You can download it, follow the app podcast, and send us voicemails there too. I almost sent a one minute rant after watching KD's Achilles. to your own podcast. To my own podcast. What were you going to in rant? a dark dark corner last night, Andrew? Because you were sad because you thought the Knicks lost their chance. No, no, listen. I, I, as a Knicks fan, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure. I hope they still go for him. I, I think it's, he's just such a. He's like one A, one B, you know, in the league right now. So, yeah, let him sit a year, suck, get another draft pick, and see what happens. Anthony, before we dive into what do you got, the Yankees beat the Mets, and then the Mets teed off on the Yankees. Batting practice. Does that upset you? Not at all. Why not? Uh, it makes me happy, at least. That's, I know, couldn't get swept in a doubleheader. It would have bothered me too much. Right. As you know, I mean, ideally, Boston and, and Tampa Bay also lost. So going one and one in the day really doesn't. You know, I didn't. We didn't lose any ground. We're tied for first uh, again with in, in the AL East with Tampa Bay. So it is what it is. I would have liked to have seen a sweep. Not too thrilled with seeing James Paxton get lit up. You know, going two and two thirds. That's inning. bothersome. Yeah, because you know, you're, you're taxing the bullpen. Uh, luckily, there's a day off tomorrow. And they did, and even though Tanaka wasn't great in game one, he gave them six and a third, which was kind of enough. Right. That's what you kind of hope. You get to, I mean, that's what, again, it, it's not, it's kind of, I think like the Yankees are doing this with smoke and mirrors, obviously, with all the injuries. We're going to start getting our horses back. So hopefully the pitching uh, figures it out. But Cashman better be in the phone because it looks like Potances has a setback. Isn't that crazy? I know. So. I, I think I don't know what they're thinking Aaron with the Keuch- three with the, to four weeks with the Keuchel throw. not going under two million whatever whatever the number is I mean it's Keuchel I get it I can see why they didn't but for to me two million dollars they made an offer so why not just whatever it takes to get them get them. I mean because you have some there's some level of interest if you're making an offer and, and and pitching is is clearly the issue right now for the New York Yankees right and like, all know, question marks regardless of the injuries you've had the offense is still produced. The pitching has been the issue, and I'm just curious as to that. And the Batanzas thing, man, he's he's clean doing nothing for three to four weeks. Not picking up a baseball, not doing anything, which sets him back for a full month. And the good thing, which is which Aaron Boone said, is it's, it's positive, is we know we're going to get him back this year. But it's just kind of scary because you just hate seeing those injuries. You saw the same thing with Severino, and it's just like, man, you just don't want to see that to your horses. Yeah, and luckily the back end of the bullpen's pretty pretty solid, pretty shored up. I mean, Zach Brent got let up the other day, but you know, Chapman's a stud. Chad Green's been all right. So I mean, they got Canley back there. There's some arms. So I'm not too out of Vino. I mean, he again he got lit up too, but it's a long season. It's still only June, middle of June. So there's a lot of baseball. I don't know how many games are left before the All Star break, but I would have liked to take two from the Mets just to you know. Kick little brother while he's yeah, down, but yeah, listen, yeah. the Mets, 
Mets, Mets, Mets are right there. And, you know, Phillies won again, so you got to hang. You know, you only have a handful of games out. Even so. though they're thirty-three and thirty-four, they're four and a half games. Brody down. Van Wagen and, and, and better get on the phone and make some moves. Yeah, and because it's a hard trade deadline this year, so once July thirty-first hits, you can't make another trade after that. You know, in in the previous years. You know, it was non-waiver trade deadline July 31st, then waiver trade deadline until August 31st. Now that doesn't exist anymore. It's you make trades until July 31st, and that is simply it. So, you know, you, you really have nearly a little less than two months to make a decision on are you a buyer, quote-unquote, as they say, or a seller, quote-unquote, as they say. And then coming down the stretch of schedule, there's all winnable games for both Yankees and the Mets. So time to turn, you know, for the Mets, they better turn it around. And for the Yankees, I think we're all right. You know, 41 and 24, not too shabby. You know what we should turn this around to? My favorite segment of all time. What do you got? Hate it. Hey, you won last week. All right. Listen, uh, I need to go. I need, to, I need to rally off like 10 weeks of 2-0. Two, two and oh, yeah, because you I'm keep s- going 1-1. One and one. Yeah, so I'm middling. I'm, I'm 500. And I know a lot of the people listening already know what the picks were because they're such avid listeners and they love the Dab Podcast. But I'll remind the people that just may have fallen asleep on the picks. Mr. Rinaldi chose the Golden State Warriors and Toronto Raptors game number three. He chose Steph Curry, who did go off. He had 47 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds. So that was a great choice on your part. So you went one and one, and you turned your record to forty-three and fifty-four. I had chosen Game Five of the Stanley Cup series. That was Boston versus St. Louis, and I chose Tuka Rask. He played well, twenty-one saves, only gave up two goals, but Boston lost two to one. So I take the zero and two. My record drops to forty-seven and fifty, Mister Rinaldi. So, with that being said, I think that I should lead the segment off this week because. I'm coming off the 0-2, and, and I feel like that seems right. Andrew, what do you got? I think you're going to laugh, but i got to explain why I'm choosing this. If you got to explain what do you got pick, oh, I can't wait to hear this. I'm choosing the Tigers versus the Royals. What? On Thursday night. Are those two MLB teams? Yes, they are. They're two bad MLB Is teams. Is Coach Kyle recruiting at those games? What's they, going on? He might be. The reason why I'm choosing that game is because it's going to be played at TD America Trade Park, which is the home of the College World Series. And I'm choosing this game because I want everyone to watch, man. I want why the MLB is doing this, much like they did with the Little League games the last two years, playing at the Little League Stadium. They want to draw attention to not just the MLB game, but the college game. And rightfully so. There is some fantastic college baseball being played. There's about to be, kicking off on Friday, some fantastic college baseball being played at the College World Series. Kyle and I were dissecting it before. There's like four SEC teams, Florida State's in it, who, by the way, their Hall of Fame manager is retiring this year, and oh, by the way, has never won the national championship before in his entire lifetime. That storyline's going on. Mississippi State's going back, which is a huge storyline, because two years ago they lost their head coach to turn the program around because of scandals. It's just a lot of crazy storylines. Vanderbilt's there. They're the best team in, like, ever. It's going to be fun to watch. So I want to bring attention to it, too. So I want you all to watch the Tigers versus the Royals. And I'll make a pick. You know what? I say Florida State goes in there and wins their first game. I'm not taking a player because I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know all the Florida State players because I'm worried about my own freaking roster trying to win my baseball games. So my pick is going to be that game, right? And my pick for wins and losses is going to be Florida State. So I'll take the 2-0 if Florida State wins their first game. 
Sound good to you? Fair enough. Tune in. I'm serious. All right, Mr. Rinaldi, what do you got? It's easy for me, Andrew, to go oh, is it? to the hardwood Thursday night, but that's just too easy, So Andrew. cliche game six, which I think... What is the best phrase in all of sports? By the way, the Raptors are going to win, I think. Game seven. That's right. I'm going, I'm right? I'm going to the ice, baby. Yeah. Let's go. Buck Faustin, man. Blues. Let's go Blues. I'm wow. tired. It's only been 128 days since Missouri. Boston celebrated a goddamn title. They better not do it again tomorrow night or tonight, so you better get the podcast out in the morning, Andrew. Give me the St. Louis Blues. I never fail you. It's been a pretty up-and-down series, but it's been rough. It's You know, they've gotten dirty. You know, back and forth. They, I mean, a golden opportunity to close it out at home. Ugh. Same thing with Toronto. I don't know what you guys are doing. What That's you're thinking. what scares me about Boston. Though. Right. So going back to Boston, it's, it's going to be a crazy arena. I think, you know, if somehow if it's possible, I think they're going to have Big Poppy waving the flag from his hospital bed. Yep. They're going to they're going to bring that into the to the stadium. Everything's going to go nuts. They'll probably be waving whatever they wave. Boston, yeah. you know, whatever Bostonites do up there, those crazy bastards. Whatever they wave. But I, it's time. St. Louis needs it. You know. Just Cinderella's story, worst to first. Give him the trophy. Let's do it. I don't want to see Boston celebrate another title again for at least a full calendar year, Andrew. Player pick? Who the hell's on the Blues? I don't know. Let me go. The, the goalie's got to make up his B- Biddington. Yeah. He's been struggling. If he starts, I don't know. They may even pull him for other well, guys. Really, but really, it, co- it comes down to goaltending. Right. You got to stand on your head. Your boy, Tuka Rask, is a stud from Boston. Yeah. So I don't think that's going to be, you know, but I believe the offense of St. Louis. They're going to start jamming the puck in, start throwing their bodies at the goalie. Yeah, some guy named Amikakov or something like that. Here you really go. Good. Some dude. Or I'll, I'll, even get, I'll even throw an offensive guy, Jaden Schwartz. That's what I know. How about that, Alfred Hitchcock? Oh. How about that? All right. I like it. Stanley Cup, game seven. Look at you branching out. Loving the hockey recently. Alfred having an impact on you. That's right. Alfred Hitchcock hasn't made an appearance on the show in a while. It kind of makes me sad. But he talked about soccer last he must time. Be riding, so yeah, he must be riding some kangaroos somewhere. He's probably locked in on the World Cup. That's right. Real nail-biter for the women's team. I mean, how do you look? 13. <laughs> 13 I mean, at some no, point, do you, I mean, do you stop? Like, do you just play four corners? You kick the know. ball back to your goalie, back to the team? I 13. Th- I mean, it's embarrassing it, for Thailand. It is. That's Come on. Come on. Yeah, they're just excited to be there. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here, too. We should do more hotel podcasts. This is nice. This is nice. Episode 71. It's been a pleasure, Mr. Rinaldi. Room service. Get it up. Hired it up. I am Andrew Ovanella. That's my partner, Mr. Anthony Rinaldi. It's been episode number 71. And you know the deal. You're going to get us on Twitter, on Instagram. You're going to go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you're done listening to the podcast, please rate and review. It's, it's simple. Click subscribe, click unsubscribe, click subscribe again. Get us a few extra subscriptions, as we learned from Kyle Ward before the podcast started. You never know what you could do to affect the dad podcast. Please, folks, we need all the help we can get. Spread the love. We love you. We love sports. I'm getting out of here. We will. I will be back. Rome Solo 3 on Friday. Tune in for that. Check the website, dadpodcast.com. And until then, we will see you later. Later.